Hey, Marco. I'll be there for you <laughs> when the rain starts to pour. I'll be there for you <laughs> like I've been there before. So we're talking about Seinfeld today. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. I do love Seinfeld. That'll be next. We'll see. Someday in the future, we'll do that. But today, we're not doing Seinfeld. Today, we're doing our top four characters on the popular TV sitcom Friends. Yes, we just started watching it again. Um, some seasons, actually, for the first time, uh, because we started watching, <laughs> we started watching Frasier um, through a friend recommendation. Max, <laughs> and <laughs> and then we got it made us get used to having a laugh track on our TV show. So I started watching friends and then marco kind of jumped in and started watching friends with me because he loved friends loved friends <laughs> okay chase no like i friends like it you know it was it came out and got popular when i was in middle and high school and so we were in middle and high school yes we were in middle <laughs> and high school and so like for we didn't know each other then so only i existed <laughs> in my head <laughs> you didn't exist yet and so so it was like in in all the same like you know 90s romance drama that they were just you know displaying on the show i was going through my own version of that as a middle schooler and then as a high schooler and so it really resonated with me it was like my soap opera you know like i, I feel like everybody has a show like that like every generation has a show like that and and for me that show was friends and so i was super into it then uh, but then in college, I, I kind of stopped. I, it was hard for me to watch a lot of TV in college just for practical reasons. So I, I didn't watch almost any TV in college. And the last few seasons of the show were then. So I remember like catching catching parts of it here and there in reruns or something, but really not following it anymore after that. But now, watching it now, like going back to it now, I'm shocked at, first of all, like how how well it holds up. Like, I didn't think it would hold up very well. Did you? It holds up well, but I feel that some of the jokes could not be made now. Oh, absolutely. You know, like some of them are, you can't talk like that now. Yeah, like like, like there's a lot of like homophobia in it. Yeah, mostly all the, basically every marginalized group you could think of, it's, it, there's a lot of inappropriate jokes. Uh, but in terms of just looking at the characters and their dynamic together, it really, really holds up. Yeah. And and the the writing was pretty good for most of it. Like, you know, there are some dumb episodes here and there because it was still a 90s sitcom. Parts of it, like, like you know, there's like, you know, like the throwback episodes and, and like the clip show episodes <laughs> that are basically <laughs> just a clip show wasting time. There are a couple of weird novelty episodes, but for the most part, it holds up pretty well. I feel like the clip show is basically the minecart level yeah. of sitcoms. <laughs> it's, yeah, especially Everyone like 90s sitcoms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, and you, you could certainly tell, like, some of them were just like, yeah, they need they needed a new episode, but they, you know, they didn't have the budget to film a, a good one, so they filmed this crappy one instead. You think that that's what it was, the budget? I don't think it was the know, budget. I don't, know, I don't know why 90s sitcoms did so many clip episodes. But. I think it was, it's more of a recap situation of, like, oh, remember when, because if you think about, if you're, if you're displaying the life of a person, uh, a person is made up of their memories, right? So I feel like the clip show is essentially a manifestation of a character having memories and Mm. it connects back to their past together and it kind of reaffirms and reestablishes um something that's going to be moving forward like there was a big clip show right before um 
I guess n- no spoilers. I don't know. Should we spoil? Ding! We're gonna spoil the the dong. Ding! We ding the dong. It's gonna. It's, okay, there yeah, we go. We are spoiling. We're spoiling. So stop listening if you haven't seen all of this. If you haven't seen this, if you if you don't know the major plot points of this massively popular TV series from twenty years ago, <laughs> I'm not sure we can really help you. Yeah, right you now. shouldn't be listening to this episode at all. Uh, come back when you have. But okay, so like they had a big clip show right before Monica and Chandler's wedding. Right. So that is like a connecting back to their friendship and who they were and uh, their relationship together. So I feel like during a big moment in time in a person's life, you do start reflecting back on your life and the people around you. So I feel that they're appropriate. They're just sometimes they are used as filler, but friends did it well. Yeah. And I feel like the value of a clip show also, like you mentioned, like to kind of like bring people up to date, you know, in, in the context of a 90s sitcom, it was pretty rare for people to have seen every episode of every season. And if you if you missed an episode, it was really hard to ever go back and see it again specifically. Like you would you could see it in reruns, maybe, but you'd have to like wait until that episode was rerun and you don't know and you didn't know when that was gonna happen. We were so I'm so glad to be born in this time. Right. Like, binge watching on yeah. Netflix. <laughs> like back then, like like it wasn't you know, this was this was even when most, first of all, most people's home video was VHS at that point, not DVD. Um, but then, like, even then, like, you you wouldn't buy, like, you, you wouldn't even be able to buy all the seasons of Friends on a home video format. Like, the only way to watch it was to watch the reruns or to know somebody or to be the person who taped all the reruns like, or who taped the shows, like, and then have that library. But otherwise... But people didn't watch TV like that then anyway. Like, you, right. didn't, you didn't binge watch a TV show until kind of DVD sets came out. Like right, I, I exactly. remember that I think Lost was the first one that I started watching back to back to back because I n- met someone who had them all on uh, disc, so like you could just watch them on your computer, or yeah, TV exactly. or whatever. But yeah, so this is it's been really really fun for us to go back and reconnect, and I feel like we've fallen in love with the show again in a really great way. I mean, we've been laughing and we've cried. We've cried. Yes, we have. <laughs> and I just, I love that it kind of brought us back. It's making me feel a little bit young. I went out and I bought some herbal essences to wash my <laughs> hair with. <laughs> so it's it's been kind of rejuvenating and wonderful. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it does, it was such a show of its time. It was such a 90s show. Oh, you know, even yeah. though it did cross into the early 2000s, but like, the music, the hair, the clothes. Oh, it felt so it feels so good. Yeah, it was it was and it was <laughs> and, you know, if you've listened to our show, you know how much of a 90s fans we are. Oh, like, yeah, of course. And and part of it, I think, was, you know, self-created in that part of it. It, it was certainly trying to be a very, you know, period relevant show at the time. because It was trying to be like hip and cool at the time. But it also set trends mm-hmm. like the, it was such a popular show. And such an influential I know everyone show. got a monkey. <laughs> like everyone I knew had a monkey. It was insane. They were just everywhere. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious. <laughs> no, but like everyone had Rachel hair though. Yes, the, the everyone had Rachel were hair. Incredibly influential, especially the women's hairstyles were incredibly influential, and that's why they changed all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was like a fashion, uh, you know, tracking thing to just see, like, oh, what kind of hair do, do Rachel and Monica and Phoebe have this season? You know, like so it was. It was such a phenomenon. And so anyway, so it it is such a good representative of the 90s in a lot of ways that it, it does have that that incredible nostalgia. It also helps for me, at least, to the the amount of enjoyment I'm getting out of the show recently is higher than I expected because 
I hadn't seen it really. Like I've never gone back and rewatched it. So the only times I've ever seen the show were when it originally aired 20 years ago and when I've caught occasional reruns here and there, but I've never really caught a lot of them. So like most of the show is is actually like I've seen it and I can remember like key points and key lines of dialogue uh, that were funny or or important in the in the series, but for the most part I'm watching almost all these like with a fresh mind. And it's kind of cool, and and it's kind of it's neat to see it like as an adult, not only for the nostalgia trip, but it's also letting me enjoy the show almost for the first time. Yeah, I've only really watched on TV the first few seasons, or I've seen them in reruns, but I, I've I'm familiar with those. Later on, like I had no idea that Chandler and Monica got together. Like I'm all invested in this situation, and I, <laughs> I like everything was new basically from season I don't know five on Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah it feels really but yet it's still the same it's speaking in the same language so i'm not surprised by it so far i haven't experienced one of those moments where oh my gosh the characters have just gone off the rails i mean maybe that's coming we to be perfectly honest we haven't finished yet we're in season seven we just started eight we just started eight okay and there's 10 so we're almost we're most of the way through the series but we fi- we figured we just we need to talk about this with somebody and who better <laughs> than you folks out there. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so and I'm just I, I strongly I can recommend this show as as like a Netflix rewatcher. It's all on Netflix. Um like I, I want to do Seinfeld also, but we can't easily because Seinfeld is not on Netflix. So we will uh, when it eventually comes out. Yeah. But, but anyway, I, yeah, this it's So we decided so to fun. focus on our favorite characters. Yeah. And this just me is any characters. We left it super open. Oh yeah. So um, yeah, like if you want to pick like one of the ancillary characters that's not one of like the main cast members, that's totally fine. Yep. Um, and I uh, have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven characters on my list. <laughs> <laughs> In typical top four fashion, we have not picked four. <laughs> I have runner-ups. They have their I they honorable mentions. I think it's pretty standard now that we have honorable mentions. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, before we get into our actual ranking of the top four Friends characters, yeah, because I think this is gonna. Quick fire here. I mean, not quick, but like yeah. We're, so before we're gonna we get through. before we get into that, oh, uh, actually, I have a lot to say about all of them. <laughs> of course, you do. We are brought to you this week by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Whether you want to create an online store or a portfolio or a blog or even a podcast, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do any or all of those. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. Squarespace has you covered for all that stuff if you have if you need any help they have award-winning 24 7 support that you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name if you don't have one yet and all of those award-winning templates they have are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas no matter what your skill level is squarespace is so easy to use i urge you next time you want to make something if you want have a new website to make give squarespace like an hour try just try it there's a free trial no credit card requires you can just try it Give it an hour. See how far you get. I bet you'll be so impressed by it that you'll stick with it and you'll probably be almost done. So Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. When you decide to sign up after that free trial, make sure to use offer code TOP4 to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain and to show your support for TOP4. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash TOP4 and use code TOP4 to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace so much for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. I have to say about Squarespace real quick. Yep, sure. Was that I 
had my website on Squarespace for a really long time. And then I did nothing with it for a really long time. And it was fine. And it was great. And it functioned everywhere. And it was fun. It was fantastic. I decided to put um, an update to it. And it really took me no time at all. It's like, it was almost like riding a bike. You know, you have to, you have a little bit of a learning curve when you first start, but then it's like, oh yeah, I remember how to do this. And then there it is. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of nice that I had something sitting there for years then left it alone, just kind of let it do its thing. And then when I felt like updating it, it was super easy again. So thanks, Squarespace. Yep. All right. So our top four Friends characters, I I wanted to, with my opening statement, as I always have, I wanted to think like, because of the show, because it's Friends, and because of the dynamic of the show, where it's just a bunch of people hanging out all the time for the most part, my criteria for how I wanted to choose this was who of the people in the show what I actually want to be my friends. Like who would I actually <laughs> want in my friend group? Who would I actually want to be hanging out with all the time the way they do? Mm-hmm. That's did, a good way to look at it. Right. Did you, did you have any kind of criteria like that? Um, it's more, I went more with the gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so I guess we'll start with honorable mentions. Well, well uh, I kind of want to mention how, how weird the New York streets are. Oh God. It's- <laughs> in the show. I just, I can't, I can't not, that's and, one I, thing. And, and I was almost going to jokingly put it as one of one of my characters, be like the <laughs> that that corner, yeah, that, that co- corner street their scene, coffee shop corner that, outside that, street scene, which yeah. looks nothing like anywhere in New York ever, ever nowhere at all. It it's looks like, like a set on Sesame Street. Well, it is. It's a set in L.A., right? Isn't it where they film <laughs> Probably, the show? Yeah. Like it's just it is not accurate. The stock footage that they have of like the panning the buildings and everything, those are New York. But when they actually have them on the street, it's like you couldn't have even tried to mimic a real street, like just a little bit. It's so fake and cheesy. I can't even believe that that was a thing. And this was such a huge show. And (laughs) with the budget that they had, I mean, didn't they end up paying them like a million dollars an episode each? Something like that. Like it, it got crazy, especially towards the end. But like, that's like that. That's one thing. I'm glad you brought this up. Like, it is funny to see, like, at, to, as part of this, like, '90s throwback to this. It's really funny to see how low budget and crappy a lot of the production values are of this show. Because it wasn't that they were being slackers. It's just that's what was normal at the time. Like, you mentioned Lost a little bit ago, and I think one of the reasons why Lost was so big and why shows around that time from HBO were so big, like The Sopranos and Sex in the City, is because until like around like the turn of the 2000s tv shows were not made with high production values they were made with like you know well-paid actors probably but just like on regular old sets on like the same three sets over and over again yeah and it looks like a stage because you don't really pan around the set at all you have like the view of monica's apartment is always the view of monica's apartment or maybe a little bit to the side but never to the back like you never see the opposite direction yeah and they're even they're even staged like stage plays yep like the way characters enter and leave the way everything is like blocked out like it is a, it is really you know they're, they're very much staged like theater plays would be and, and i had to relearn how to watch tv like that and enjoy <laughs> yeah. it you know like i had to get into the story enough to trick my brain to not be totally put off by all of these um weird archaic dynamics when it came to the production of these shows i will say i i had the same process but it didn't take as long as i thought it would like i thought i would not be able to enjoy the show at all 
And that wasn't the case. I was able to enjoy it quite a bit. It, it only took like a couple of episodes to really get used to this format again as, as a viewer. Oh, yeah, definitely. But like it, it is it's so funny, like whenever they whenever they have I mean, first of all, you know, again, in context, not only was this the norm for the time to have everything be pretty you know low budget for TV, but also this was being shown on standard def TVs at the time. Yeah. And so and like the, what we're watching now on on Netflix, they have uh, a 1080p high def remaster that has also been cropped to widescreen. And where they 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 seem to go back to some kind of original source. I assume it was on film, or maybe it was just a really good video transfer. Um, but whatever, I, I don't know the details of that. But whatever it was, like it looks pretty good most of the time. And then a couple times an episode, you'll have a scene where like one of the camera angles is just out of focus, where they just like miss the focus a little bit. Yeah, I noticed that for the first time, literally last night. Well, like, I, I see it like in every episode. Like, I was oh, just this, not seeing it. Yeah, like this angle of Monica in this scene, she's blurry and everyone else is sharp because that camera was out of focus and I they didn't I'm, notice. I think I'm seeing it more now because we're in the later seasons that were probably shot better. Maybe. So the sharper scenes are sharper and the blurrier scenes stand out more. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it is it is kind of funny to see like these little like holes in the production because this show was so big, and so to to go back to it with today's modern standards and better TVs and everything and this better transfer and to see like how crappy the production was <laughs> in certain ways, even though it was like the biggest show in the country or one of the biggest shows in the country <laughs> for like for years, mm-hmm. like that it, it's just hilarious to me. Like it wasn't, you know, we say like twenty years ago. But like in my head, that wasn't that long ago. Like, and and it was so big at the time. <laughs> so to see like their their out of focus shots here or there, or to see their amazingly crappy outdoor sets, or that or that even like like their restaurant scene is the same restaurant it's set always every the same. time. Oh, like, I love when they went to. Uh, they said Gramercy Tavern. No, it wasn't. Or, it was some, it was Gramercy something else. Gramercy Cafe, something like that. Something, yeah. But I'm like. Gramercy Tavern does not look like that. No, but it was like, yeah, it was like the same, like they, they have like one restaurant set. They have like one outdoor set, that weird little street corner thing. Oh, well, they were in the park once playing uh, flag yeah. football. Yeah, which looked like There's the outdoor set. There's never been a park that looks like that. No. Like, it, and, and yeah, the funny thing. It's like it, urban park. Yeah, like not, not only does it look clearly indoors, <laughs> but it doesn't even look like New York. <laughs> like yeah. they didn't even try. <laughs> like it, it appears that the cast never shot a single scene in new york which is probably what happened i mean Um, that's probably why sex in the city was so big because it was actually in new york (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so anyway with all that said it is it is a really fun rewatch and it's fun laughing at the often comically low production values for a show that was so popular (laughs) all right are you ready yeah yeah all right so honorable mentions i have four plus monica's apartment that's let's start with that i i guess that is i didn't think of that as a character but it it, it kind of is it one basically is a character and i love how there's just one line of dialogue like basically in the first season saying like oh i inherited this giant apartment from my grandma and it's rent fixed and that's why i can afford to be here end of story and that's yeah it. that's i mean it's it's funny because like you know not only is that impractical but like like joey and chandler's apartment is, across the hall is plausible yes. for a new york city apartment it's possible like that that is how such things would be designed you would have most of the square footage being devoted to the bedrooms really and then you have a small common area living room kitchen combo and a, you know a small bathroom off to one side like that is very plausible the way monica's apartment is designed <laughs> with like these two little bedrooms on the outside and this giant living room in the middle and this giant balcony like 
that would you would never lay out an apartment that way in New York because if you have that much square footage, you could make it a four bedroom and you could sell it for what you could rent it for way more every month. So like even and even back like when her grandmother or whatever, whatever the justification is, even back when she would have gotten that apartment, it would not have been laid out that way with this giant living room. See, I don't really mind because. All right. So Joey and Chandler across the hall and Monica and everyone else is on the other side. So they okay. so Joey and Chandler have the staircase right up against their apartment. So mm-hmm. that kind of explains why one is way better than the other. I mean, there was even like an, half of a season where they were fighting over the apartment and like switching mm-hmm. and going this way. Like, I feel like Monica's... That's kind of a fun little d- diversion. I yeah, think. I think is I love the storylines. They're so great and funny and friends doing shenanigans. Like, it's that's what it is. It's just shenanigans. And I, yeah. I, I love shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I love being a part of shenanigans. And this show makes me feel like I'm a part of every, their shenanigans. And so that's why I feel like Monica's apartment is kind of a character, even though it's a major set, you know, but still, like, it's, it's, I, I love it. I love Monica's apartment. I want Monica's apartment. Well, like everyone wants it. I mean, that's, I mean, it was created. That's to what be it that was way. for. It was meant to be enticing, right? Yeah. And just like all, I, I love like, you know, all the low production values aside, like, I do love the the set is actually really well done. Like the the indoor sets, the outdoor sets are a disaster, but the indoor sets are very well done. I love all the little details. I love like things I didn't notice in the first run through, like the dry erase board on the back of Joey and Chandler's door. Yeah, well, they have like the, it was like a magnet draw board, like right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like and like and there's something funny and relevant to the episode on that board every single time yep. you see it and it's different every time i also like that the same stuff keeps repeating and moving around like there's like this um vase thing in monica's apartment that has like a face on it and it's in every season um when she, there's a season where she gives uh rachel the big bowl or the big plate that's mm-hmm. what she calls it the big plate and it's around forever and then she gives it over to rachel and so then you get to see it in rachel's stuff you, she has this big plate and it's never mentioned. It's just a set dressing, but it still becomes part of their life because they're living yeah. around all this stuff. And I and I love that. And, um, and this was, you know, again, like this was at a time when continuity and back references were not respected or valued by the mm-hmm. audience. Like, because most people, first of all, on a standard deaf TV, you wouldn't even see most of the stuff very well. Like, it would just be in the background and you wouldn't even notice. And then second of all, again, you weren't often watching every episode. Like, you know, the dedicated hard- hardcore fans would, but most people, most of those, like, you know, millions of viewers they had probably, most of those were seeing some episodes or most episodes but not all of them and they certainly wouldn't see them in order because at the same time you were seeing the new ones like in the off season like in the summertime they'd run reruns and so you'd see those all summer and then you get back new new episodes in the fall and like mm-hmm. so like continuity and and references to earlier episodes were not a thing that you had to do in 90s sitcom production so most shows really didn't or they did a very minimal job of it well that's why i think you get super fans of shows like friends of shows like seinfeld and shows like the office um yeah please see somehow i manage over at the incomparable uh (laughs) (laughs) these shows become fan favorites they become cult classics because of the details that are there and details delight people and that's why it has longevity and it has continued perpetual rewatch interest because all of that stuff is embedded into the show and i just love it all right we need to talk about real people um well fake people in this show your first person was an apartment 
Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm on to like the actual people. Okay. okay. These are my honorable mentions, kind of the ancillary characters. I want to just, I just wanted to big, big shout out to Gunther, Ursula, and Richard. Because. Oh, man. I had, I, my two honorables are Gunther and Ursula. Yeah. I think their characters are so great they are a little background they come in here and there but they're so rich and consistent and i really love that i think that they they sprinkle the stories that they're in with a little bit extra yeah so for anybody who forgot gunther is the guy who owns the coffee shop with that like bleach blonde dyed hair who's mm-hmm. always kind of like dry and sad and he's in love, in with, love rachel. with rachel <laughs> and then and ursula is phoebe's evil twin sister play, i love also, that she's evil <laughs> yeah and that's like every scene that she's in, like, you know, um, what's her name? Lisa Kudrow is, I don't think she's a twin. So she, no. I, she's playing both characters and, and it's so, you know, playing both characters of identical twins with one actress with 90s sitcom technology. It's really crappily shot, <laughs> but they do it. And, you know, you can, you laugh at it for the first couple of times you see it. Then you can, then you can like, you know, plausibly accept it. And, uh, and it is really well done. Cause like Ursula is basically exactly like Phoebe in all like mannerisms and ways of speaking and the way she's like, kind of like selectively airheaded. Um, but evil like <laughs> like phoebe is like pretty nice and ursula is just like horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um so I, I yeah i really like ursula i love that that is there it adds something to phoebe's character and it's just so weird that it's just there yeah actually um, i do have one more, i just thought of one more honorable mention okay mr geller mr geller oh he's so he's so like the american pie dad that's why he's, first of all, I love the American Pie Dad. I know so, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ross Monica's father, Mr. Geller. First of all, the, that actor plays that part incredibly well. Like, he is so... Embarrassing? Yeah, just embarrassing, over the top, like, sh- totally shameless. He's a caricature of everyone's worst parent. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, most embarrassing parent, I should say. Yeah, like, and he, yeah, he is so, he does such an amazing job at that. I love it. <laughs> so, so i uh, i have um so we talked about gunther ursula and monica's dad uh, i also want to talk about richard mm-hmm. i love this is tom Selleck. yeah mm-hmm. tom Selleck, who is monica's boyfriend for a little while and they got pretty serious i really like richard's character he's cool um i i really like tom Selleck, so i just like seeing <laughs> him he's a very handsome man uh that's why he was there yeah yeah uh, he's huge which is really funny that like he's like this giant person in all these little sets with everyone mm-hmm. else i like how all the other characters kind of react to him and and uh, first treat him like the old man dad but then find out that he's super cool uh so he was my favorite love interest throughout the show um for the women <laughs> yeah i yeah. he was a very good character i thought like i he you know part of it is just like tom like selleck he, is cool yeah tom selleck like he was so pretty cool. much playing tom selleck yeah you know but also awesome. like it he was a well you know a nice character he was he was kind he of came cool back. to be around yeah he came back briefly mm-hmm. i always like when there's a character whose role is to kind of be like the voice of reason mm-hmm. to all of these like wacko central characters yeah well, and that's kind of what he did and it's great that he did the way they did it is that he was older than everyone else and everyone right. else is supposed to be in their 20s and when you're in your 20s you really do kind of you're just coming off of being a teenager but yet you are now an adult and you're living on your own and 
it feels different. Like you feel a lot of freedom. And so you do a lot of silly stuff and you're also kind of learning how to be a grown up. And it is it, 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 having Tom Selleck come in like that and become and being the grown up in the group yeah. was kind of really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That that was that was fun. Like he the, the only nitpick I have with him is that he was almost written to be like a little too perfect. But uh, overall, I still very much enjoyed him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, do you have any more honorable mentions? Nope. I'm ready for my actual top four. I have one more. Okay, go for it. Because it's a main character. Is honorable it an apartment? Mention. No, it's not an apartment. And it, <laughs> it's Monica. I love Monica, but she didn't make my list because there are things I don't like about Monica because I see way too much of myself in her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little uncomfortable sometimes. Deep, yeah. uh, but I really do like her. I like that there is, again, because I feel like I have a lot of her traits and of course her traits on the show are amplified and made to be a caricature of this type of person, but you're very crafty with black hair. Yeah. And kind of, you know, anally retentive about certain things and Mm. picky Mm -hmm. and I like stuff clean, (laughs) but not as much as Monica. Uh, I I clean more than you do. I know, (laughs) but like when some things are dirty, it really bothers me. Um, but <laughs> that's why I really like her because I see a lot of myself in her, but yet I see her being loved by the people around her despite her flaws. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel good because I'm projecting myself onto her character. And yet I see her being loved and welcomed and can have fun with people. And so that all makes me feel it makes me feel included and good as <laughs> I'm projecting, but that's why Monica's my honor. One of my honorable mentions, but yeah, yeah. that's, that, I, that's reasonable. And yeah. also, you know, I, I like with this show, people would often it's like a therapy session now. Yeah. <laughs> like with this show, especially like, you know, at the time, especially like, you know, when, when we were all like in middle school and high school, people would often try to identify with one of the characters and say like, Oh, I'm a Monica, I'm a Rachel, whatever. And like, so obviously like for you, I do think, monica is the closest representative both in appearance and also in personality like for me i didn't i didn't really have anybody like people said i was kind of like chandler but that was a stretch really like uh, chandler was way cooler and better looking than i was in high school you don't make as many jokes as chandler no i really don't and 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 i commit more easily but it's like (laughs) but like yeah he like i didn't really have an easy parallel i think your parallel to monica is much better it feels really close sometimes yeah sometimes it feels really creepily close (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah i like i like monica too but but i think like the extremes she goes to put her off my list but see i do too i go through extremes where i'm super difficult to be around and then other times i could be like hey funsy times you also aren't that loud yeah, she gets pretty. She loud. shouts a lot. She's very shouty. <laughs> yes. Although I'm very, I'm always worried about being shouty. <laughs> and that's why you're not. <laughs> she clearly isn't. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, actualist. Actualist. Finally. Yes. Must <laughs> be a half hour. In. All, right, all right. You can go. You you need to start this actualist. Okay. My actualist number four is Phoebe. Um, I initially I had Gunther above her for a little while, but Gunther above Phoebe? Are you mad? Well, because she can in in the earlier episodes, she's pretty annoying, and then as the season as the seasons go, she develops into you know a more well rounded and, and you know generally cooler to be around person, and and, and I, I like 
how she often is the voice of reason to these freaks but yet she is like so <laughs> these freaks oh well, yeah but like but she is also like she provides alternative perspectives that the other ones don't mm-hmm. and even though she's kind of from space like it's it's in a fun way and so while i would definitely never want to like live with her or anything having her in my coffee shop group of friends i think would be interesting it's really really good pick <laughs> I, i'm not going to talk about her yet all right okay i know how this goes yeah <laughs> unless you want me to switch it up here but i'm not going to all right my number four mm-hmm. is <laughs> oh no oh my oh, god my god <laughs> oh god oh wow <laughs> I love Janice. She's so terrible. I love <laughs> how terrible she is. And obviously, I do not have the criteria that you have that I want to hang out with these people. I'm going with my gut here on how I feel about them. I I had her a little bit higher on my list, but I moved her back down. She was higher than number she four. She was higher than number four. She's so iconic. That voice, every time you hear it, you know exactly what it is. It makes me laugh so much. She's a probably one of the more reoccurring characters than anybody yeah i would say they they slightly overuse her like i i think i think janice would be better if they used her about two-thirds the time that they do see i feel like we wouldn't feel like they were using her as much as if we were watching it in real tv time uh, yeah i guess that's true yeah that's but a good point because right. we're binge watching it feels like she's popping in all the time yeah that's true you're right uh, but yeah, she comes in about what once a season maybe yeah she hasn't been back in a while well, she has, actually. No, she she tried to get herself invited to the wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I think she is about once a season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that voice, her clothes, everything about her is so over the top. And I I just, I had to put her on the list. <laughs> I had to. It makes me laugh so much. I love, I just love her. <laughs> I love how ridiculous she is. I know people who are kind of like her. Yeah. it's Is this character offensive to, like, people from queens or something <laughs> i don't know but okay so i mean the entire series the nanny people love that show yeah fran drescher right yeah. fran drescher is so iconic this is kind of like the worst parts of fran drescher sprinkled into yeah. this friends group and i i love that i love i, I love janice <laughs> wow chandla bing oh god <laughs> yes. all right my number three is rachel whoa she made your list she did yeah and again this this took some thought like she she didn't make my list until like you know maybe like yesterday or the day before it's because she's hot right see here's the thing i was she she was not she was never like my love interest as the watcher you know she she she's not really my type i guess and there are some things about her like, monica better be your type oh yeah but <laughs> <laughs> don't worry <laughs> you're the one i married my actions speak here um so like (laughs) but like rachel seems again like in many many times she's like the voice of reason in the in the context of a hangout i certainly would not want to be involved in a relationship with her because she gets a little weird about that kind of stuff but uh but i feel like again in the context of coffee shop hangout group i think she would be like a good solid like all-arounder to to have around to be able to participate in pretty much any conversation to be able to call people out on their BS. Uh, she seems pretty good about that and uh, kind of an interesting person because um, like the world she works in and everything. 
So I think she'd be good to have in a friend group and, and in that kind of context of coffee shop life. I think she grew a lot as, yes. a, as a person. Like she started off kind of as a naive, um, you know, girl who came off of like a very wealthy family and she had a lot and she had to learn all the things that she became. And I think that that's good. And it showed that she was growing and she wasn't always the voice of reason. She was also kind of like a little bit ditzy in the beginning, the way she was written. And then it, it changed and she did become more logical and grounded and it, more well-rounded and a fuller character. And so mm-hmm. I appreciate later Rachel way more than naive beginning Rachel. Yeah, I agree. All right. What's your number three? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, you should imitate every character that you introduce. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. Never mind. Stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Stop, stop. Oh, my God. All right. So, <laughs> All right. So, your number three is Joey? It's Joey. He's just so lovable. He has great catchphrases. He is more than a kind of machismo italian new yorker he is he has depth to him here and there that you get an inkling of he kind of has an open mind about things which you don't expect from him and i like his kindness i like his his attitude about things i like the way he's written with his weird acting career going back and forth (laughs) and he's not perfect even though he's like really good looking they don't write him as like as the perfect guy Mm -hmm. he is a little he is written a little bit dumb a lot bit dumb but But selectively though selectively but he has such a big heart it's okay and i love his relationship with phoebe i think that that's a really funny little dynamic that they have going and he is very sexually aggressive but without being creepy uh, well, that's because he's good looking. <laughs> yeah, I guess if he was ugly, it would all be creepy. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, but no, he's not. Uh, I don't know. I just I find him really charming and really fun character. And he seems like the type of character that I n- normally would not like. But the way he grows and the way he is displayed in this show, I just I can't I can't imagine the group without him. Yeah, agreed. And I just feel like he's such a nice addition he's the guy that comes over and eats all your sandwiches like <laughs> i i love how he's just so comfortable and it, you could tell he's like a type of person that came from a big family and is just cool with chilling and coming and going and i i, I just really i really like joey yeah i do me too he feels like i just want him to be like my little brother you know <laughs> so he beat janice well yeah that's not hard it was flip-flopping between the two of them it's joey or janice <laughs> I hope you beat her. All right. All right. My number two is Chandler. Hey, he's my number two, too. All right. We can talk about, yeah. (laughs) Yay, we have a match. Has has that ever happened? (laughs) Have we ever matched before? Yeah, it's it's pretty rare. Yeah, I think it might be. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Yay, match, match. Number two, Chandler. So my reasons are, um, he he does seem, you know, again, like, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with him. His, he seemed like a disaster there but uh as just like somebody to hang out with as a friend group person like he seems like he provides a lot of like funny jokes a lot of just like you know being there for people when they need him to be um 
you know, a, a good perspective on certain things. He he just he I think he'd be fun to just like always be around. Mm-hmm. He's he's the he's the good friend that has the um, really sarcastic under the breath comments about everything. <laughs> right. And I love sitting next to that person. Oh, yeah. They're my favorite person to sit next to in a group situation because it's like I want to absorb and hear all of your funny. Exactly. Because it's so good. But I he Chandler's Chandler He's my number two because I've I just fall in love with Chandler. I do like I love him. He's just his funny reactions to everything in life, his response to his past and how he can be like brutally honest, but yet so sincere about things. And mm-hmm. I, I like seeing the ch- the side of Chandler when he is thoughtful and loving with Monica. Uh, he, you know, he'll make a big joke and then he will, uh, but yet he'll have like these incredibly, inter- it, he'll have these incredibly intimate real emotional moments mm-hmm. where he like brings it down and i find him i i, I think he's i like i like the way he looks <laughs> even in, even when his weight fluctuates incredibly a lot like throughout his the series. look changes a lot throughout yeah. the series i think it's something personal that's going on there that yeah there was some, as, some is irrelevant to that. the show yeah, but, but um yeah so i mean they all do i mean the women had a very like skinny two seasons where they got really yeah. wafy thin and now they're evening out they look more much more sustainable yeah. one like, sustainable and and also like you know like the hairstyles and the face styles and whether people have glasses or not like it, it changes so much like every season like half the cast looks radically different yeah do you think <laughs> real people look that different or no. is it just that we don't notice because they're our friends no, I mean, it's people not. get haircuts and they change their hair color and they lose weight and they gain weight. Yeah, but they, not not to this degree. And like styles change, so they change the way they're dressing. Like, yeah, no, I don't know. It just it probably feels really fast because we're moving through TV time. Right, exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Chandler. I uh, how could you? Yeah, just like you said, I just want to. I want to hang with Chandler. Mm-hmm. I want to be around Chandler. I really like him. I find him charming. And of all of the characters, I kind of find myself most drawn to Chandler. I mean, as Monica, it's only right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's interesting too, like how, you know, different different periods of the show, the certain characters come in or out of like the main plot spotlight. You know, like the first couple seasons are all about Ross and Rachel. They are like the main characters. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle seasons, like they kind of get sidetracked to let Joey and Chandler first develop a little bit and then Chandler and Monica develop Mm -hmm. like and so like like the season we're in we just we just finished season seven ending with their wedding and so like the main characters of season seven were definitely chandler and monica Mm -hmm. like for sure and and everyone else was kind of sidelined for a lot of that it was also like a deep phoebe season too when she was pregnant with the twins yep that's right triplets 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 yeah triplets her brother's triplets yeah which is a little weird but it's all right Uh, (laughs) but i love that it worked out great well they had to hide her real pregnancy so yeah exactly yeah there was there was that and there was um I mean, like you know her stuff with her father and everything. So mm-hmm. like she, she kind of had a season. Like everybody kind of gets a season, you know. Um, and so it's nice, like you know, like the, the way Chandler has developed. He used to be this kind of like you know just kind of goofy side character in the beginning, and he has developed into a pretty respectable person and mm-hmm. a pretty you know pretty cool friend to hang out with. I think I love when Joey and Chandler have their barnyard animals. Like <laughs> yeah, that, I forgot about that. It's so weird. No one explains where they went. They just stop yeah, talking just, about them. And, yeah, they just seem to. And, and but they. They you you didn't see them for like 
six months and then all of a sudden they were in an episode again yeah and then you haven't seen them since but i love the tenderness of the two of them together and i think that that's what part of it was it was trying to show them as like a nurturing couple together mm-hmm. which was really nice like yeah to yeah. take care of these the chicken and the duck but it's so random i know it's right? great <laughs> oh the chicken and the duck did not make my list though so yeah yeah neither they just I. weren't around enough i didn't have <laughs> i didn't get enough time to love them i didn't feel like they had enough depth yeah yeah they needed to develop more as characters <laughs> All right, so it's time for number ones. Mm-hmm. My number one is Joey. Whoa! Yeah, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned earlier. Um, he, this is such a surprise to me. It was a surprise to me too. But when I started like actually like thinking about it and ranking and thinking like it, thinking and ranking and ranking and thinking, thinking. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how this goes. And that he he made my number one, and it wasn't even it wasn't even a second thought because. First of all, like, yeah, I mean, to some degree, like, he, he and Rachel are the, uh, maybe he and Phoebe towards the end are the cool people of the show. Like, mm-hmm. they are de- there's definitely a social hierarchy in the show. Like, I feel like Ross and Chandler are, like, the nerds, right? <laughs> and then, <laughs> Ross like, is so much, so far below Chandler, though. Oh, definitely. But, but they're, they're, like, the nerdy part of the, of the social circle. And then I think, like, slightly above them is Monica above her is probably phoebe and mm-hmm. then above her is joey and rachel i feel like yep. joey and rachel are always like the two coolest people i could on agree the show. with that ranking yeah yeah and and so part of it you know part of why i like joey so much is that he's always like the cool guy but part of the reason he's the cool guy is what you mentioned earlier like he's he's just so he's so he's so friendly to everybody mm-hmm. he's cool you, you know you mentioned he, he has a big heart and he does goofy stuff but it's often like to break people out of their own head mm-hmm. and to just be like the straightforward, like, you know, kind of, you know, fun laid back person. And so I, I like his character a lot. I think Matt LeBlanc does a really good job at, you know, as the actor of that character. And Joey is by far like the, one of these people, like I would never, I never get sick of him. Like the other characters sometimes get on my nerves. They'll go a little too extreme. They'll be a little bit too crazy, you know, too, a little bit too like, you know, out there, wacky TV character. But Joey, even in his wacky times, that's a person I'd like to hang out with. And he seemed like he'd be a really good friend also you know, to everybody. So I like Joey. I like that he's just like <laughs> normal, laid back, chill guy. His presence is almost always a happy thing. And I think of all the main cast, if you think about like the dynamic of a group of friends, how that would change if one of them left. Suppose one of them moves away or something. I think joey would be the biggest loss to how nice it would be to hang out with that group wow that's that's pretty deep i i i i I, I don't even know what to say like i love joey too for all those reasons also but like i'm so shocked that he's near number one it shocked me too because when i was watching the show back when it was on like i didn't think that much about him like he was just like this kind of you know goofy guy in the background but but like now like when i think about like a more adult perspective and as an adult, a lot of these characters just get on my nerves. Like, I hate Ross. Ross is a oh! hole. <laughs> you can't say that. I can't say that. He, he is, I really hate Ross. Like, I didn't. Yeah, his character develops into a whiny baby. He, and he more always, than anything. he always was. Like, yeah. he's, he's a jerk to everybody. He's, he is a whiny baby. He, he gets all like yelly and screamy. He's really creepy with women. And when he does end up in the relationships, he's really a jerk to them. 
like it's just I, I really don't like Ross. That's part of the reason why, like in the earlier part of the show, when it's all about Ross and Rachel, as like a middle schooler, I cared a lot about that because that was my soap opera. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, like I hated both of them. Like in that part of the show, like I, I, I still hate Ross, but I hated Rachel then too. Like they yeah, were, Rachel's at her worst then. Yeah, like she's they at her were most both, like naive and yeah, and just kind of yeah, like nitpicky and mm-hmm. I don't know. They were both like horrible people during that like first relationship and. I just, I didn't want, like, I just hated them. I couldn't wait for them to break up. <laughs> I just hated them so much. Yeah, I'm much more on team Monica Chandler yeah. than Ross and Rachel. Yeah, but then, like, eventually, like, you know, Rachel got to be a better character, and Ross just didn't. Ross is still, like, that, like, extreme, weird, like, weirdly angry, aggressive baby who's also a creep to women. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, enough about Ross. I don't even want to talk about Ross, because there's no <laughs> way that he is my number one. I want to talk about my number one. And my number one is Phoebe. That's awesome. See, that's I, ah! I was waiting for that because you mentioned earlier you were putting her off. But that's I'm curious why that this is I really want to hear this. All right. So I had Chandler as my number one for a while. And Joey kind of number two and jazz. And Phoebe, like, I was moving them all around the list. But I came to the conclusion that Phoebe is my favorite because she's so weird and funny and unexpected she has these unex this unexpected delivery and phrasing of most of her lines that really make me laugh she breaks the tension in really unexpected ways i feel like she is kind of ditzy but not there's intention behind it and she looks at the world and sees that her character looks at the world and sees the world way differently than anybody else and i don't really know another character in tv that is like a Phoebe. I feel like she is an iconic character. And Lisa Kudrow, it, it's a testament to how intelligent and well-acted this role is and, and how great of an actress that Lisa Kudrow is because she's able to do this in a really smart, quippy way. Because if you were not a smart person behind the Phoebe character, mm-hmm. you couldn't deliver her lines in the funny, perfect way that she does. Yeah. And I, and a lot of times it, 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 there are lines that you are, think every, the, everyone in the group is thinking one way and Phoebe sees it another way. And you have to have that intentionality and you have to have that, that, that you have to show the, the thought process of that, that Phoebe always started thinking about this in a different way. And she plays that so great. And that's why she's my favorite character, because she is always consistently seeing the world in a different way. And that's really hard to convey on screen, that that's plausible. And it's not just a, oh, let me jump in and say a weird thing. Like, anyone can jump in and say a quirky, weird thing. But when it is a total embodiment of a character like Phoebe is, I I just absolutely love that about her. And I like that we do get some depth from her. She isn't the most important person. She kind of is like in and out of the friend group um, more than anybody else. But I I just, without her, where is that funny coming from? I love her relationship with Joey. Like mm-hmm. the two of them together have so many, such a cute, wonderful brother, sister, a little bit flirty romance relationship mm-hmm. that they have together. Yeah, I like that a lot too. Uh, Phoebe just doesn't take anything super super seriously um she's basically the joey of the women you know like yeah but in a a different way she's not um she's not the joey of the women but she is she plays some of the same roles that joey plays right 
she doesn't, but it's it's written and her character is a totally different kind of character. And when I think about Phoebe as a character, I feel like she just makes me smile the most. Like she's the the iconography of her, the way she dresses, the way she styles her hair, like just everything about her is so the, sm- doing smelly cat and playing the guitar and being like crappy at music, but still <laughs> loving it. And like uh, so much about her, I would have really seen and, and missed it from the show if she weren't there. So that's why she's kind of my favorite. Otherwise, it's just like a whole group of normal people with quirks. And Phoebe is just like this beacon of strange sunshine. That yeah, she's like I the wild really, card. Yeah, I, I love that about her. And that's why she's my number one. Yeah. So thanks, Phoebe. You're the bestest. Yeah, I just I love I, <laughs> I all of them are really I mean, if you really think about every single one of these characters and you take one out of the group it changes significantly. And that's why the show is so well written and it's so well done because they all have their roles there. I don't feel like out of the main friend group, there are no throwaway characters. They all have, even though you hate Ross, like even though Ross is disliked and who he is, his relationship with Monica and Chandler and like how everyone's kind of woven and connected, they all have their spots. Yeah, I could see that. Although, honestly, like if you if you talk about like which character, which character could the show lose and have the least damage to the show? It's probably Ross. No, but him and him and Monica (laughs) being siblings is so funny that there is a sibling dynamic in the group. I love when they start fighting and they talk about their pet, like when they were kids together and they like kind of they regress back into their childhood selves. Yeah, that's always a fun little bit. Yeah, I really like that being a part of the friend group. It's nice that there is a male female pair that isn't, um, automatically assumed to be romantic. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone else it's like, well, then it just becomes like switcheroo time when everyone's like, who's dating who and who's dating this and who likes this person who's flirting with that one. And like, to be fair, that does happen in like friend groups in high school and stuff. Well, right. But it doesn't. And that's what I'm saying. It's (laughs) nice that there's one set that there's a break from that. Yeah. Because they're siblings. Yeah, that's true. And and even if it were like girl-girl siblings or boy-boy siblings, I just like that there are siblings in the show that you can't have a swap with. Yeah. And, or you you really shouldn't be a different show. (laughs) And it it gives, you know, different, different story possibilities. Like how, like when Chandler and Monica first hooked up, they they wanted to keep it secret from Ross, uh, you know, more than anybody because... It was like his best friend sleeping with his sister. Yep. So that like it added that dynamic to it and, and a few other ones. So yeah. All right. That's that. why I think that Ross has has his spot. Yeah. So. All right, Phoebe and Joey. Hey, actually, they they're kind of like their little duo. So there we mm-hmm. go. Wait. So what was your uh, who? My second was Chandler, and yours no we was both, not Monica. Yeah, we both had Chandler number two. Yep, Chandler number two. I had Rachel number three. Phoebe I had number Joey. four. Okay. And Janice. <laughs> <laughs> so we agree on most of the top except Janice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had Monica up there. I just, I didn't have enough to say about Monica besides I relate to her the most. Yeah. As a person. Uh, yeah. So that's why she ended up being an honorable mention. But all right. We did cool. it. Cool. Let's go watch some more friends. Yeah. We still, we got to finish seasons eight, nine, and 10. Yeah. Uh, now that's all I want to do right now. <laughs> hey marco what i'll be there for you oh oh i know i'm so cute <laughs> i had that cd from columbia house did you really yeah it the rest of it wasn't very good 